Time for seafood news. Greetings, seafood lovers. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This week's episode is brought to you by Ernaberry's Executive Conference, taking place at the Bellagio in Las Vegas from April 28th to the 30th. The Executive Conference is a must-attend event for decision makers in the protein industry. Network, build camaraderie, and stimulate professional business thinking with peers in the seafood, poultry, egg, and red meat industry. Expand your knowledge through industry-related topics, sales, and marketing sessions. The exec conference is quickly approaching. I cannot believe it. It's in less than three weeks. That's That's right. So time is running out. And believe us when we say that members of the seafood industry won't want to miss Ernaberry's Seafood Import Workshop, sponsored by Trace Register, which will be taking place at the executive conference this year. Join our expert uh, expert speakers, as well as hear from government reps from the USDA, FDA, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and NOAA. I mean, how often do people get face-to-face time with government reps? Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> so Ernerberry Seafood Import Workshop is the event to get the answers to any questions you may have. You cannot miss it. That's a fact. Well, moving on to news, uh, Phillips Foods was a victim of theft late last week. A transport truck carrying a full load of Phillips uh, Majestic Blue Crab meat was stolen while in transit in Mexico. The vehicle was headed to the U.S. this past Thursday when the theft occurred. It's like an episode of Breaking Bad. Oh. Right? (laughs) Scandalous. Now, theft is always a big deal, but what makes this really concerning is that these products could end up on the market, and of course, you don't know if the product has been mishandled. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's not good. Phillips president and CEO Dean Flowers said in a statement that, of course, their first concern is always their customers. And to make sure that people aren't buying stolen meat they could uh, that could have been contaminated, they're asking distributors to ensure that they purchase majestic blue crab meat either directly from Phillips or through their two redistributors, uh, Dot Foods and RW Zant. In other news, the DFO announced Newfoundland snow crab quotas for 2019, and the reductions only amounted to 9% overall. Wow, that's a pretty big change from last fall when it was suggested in a series of technical meetings that the DFO could cut quotas by 30% to 70%. That's right. Uh, At issues was how snow crab is measured and whether current management plans take account of recruitment and mortality in a precautionary manner. This change is still on the table for 2020, but the DFO promised the industry that its scientific review was not complete and that it would not make any changes in the 2019 fishing year. The net result is that the Newfoundland snow crab quotas this year will total almost 27,000 tons uh, versus 29,000 tons in 2018. This is the smallest decrease in the Newfoundland snow crab quotas since 2015 when the quota was over 50,000 tons. The main decrease in the area 3L, including the offshore component outside of uh, 200 miles, uh, 3Ps, which has a very small quota, saw a 48% increase to 2,600 tons. Uh, more importantly, from the market point of view, is that the small decrease in Newfoundland uh, combined with the significant increase in the Gulf means that more Canadian snow crab will be coming onto the market this year. Uh, but moving along, uh, costs are rising rapidly for shrimp and pegasus producers in Vietnam. Uh, these producers are seeing a particularly rapid run up in costs in four areas, uh, electrical power, labor, feed prices, and raw materials. Vietnam has been raising electricity prices to large users, including those who run freezers and processing plants. Their costs went up over 8% last week as new pricing levels were put in place. Labor rates have been rising in Vietnam also. Weekly labor rates have risen to $430 to $600 per week, especially for skilled workers. Like other seafood processing centers, workers leave when better jobs become available. Companies are raising wages to try and retain them. 
And finally, feed costs in Vietnam are also higher compared to other countries. The production cost for one kilo of shrimp in Vietnam is about $1 higher than in neighboring countries. And the cost of antibiotics has put pressure on the domestic shrimp industry. You know, what's interesting is that I cover Pangasius and there is a lot of Pangasius in the market right now. Um, and so prices have been actually softening a little bit. Hmm. So with this, I wonder, I guess they're just have to eat the cost right now since inventory oh. levels are high. Yeah. Uh, but on to some Pollock news. One of the hot topics discussed at Seafood Expo North America in Boston late last month was the rising cost of Pollock, specifically imported twice frozen Pollock block. The upwards pressure on the market can be attributed to a few factors. Poor weather and ice conditions at the beginning of the year postponed the start of the already short fishing season of January through April. Storms not only affect the fishing vessels above the water, uh, but they also cause disruption below as schools of fish often disperse during storms, making it difficult to bring up a volume catch. Once fishing efforts were in full force, the catch was lackluster, bringing in smaller sized pollock. While prices on all pollock forms continue to rise, twice frozen pollock block is moving faster than the rest. Historically, there's about a 20 cent difference between twice frozen and single frozen pollock block, but as of April 2nd, the high and low ranges have started to overlap. This situation leaves us questioning what we could see in the coming months. Based on the price of raw materials, many industry players expect prices to continue this upwards trend into B season, which begins in June. So will PBO rise in conjunction with twice frozen spike? Will the market stabilize, allowing for twice frozen product to retreat back down in price? Coming months will tell. A lot of questions. But uh, speaking of Pollock, we've got an update on Trident's Pollock protein noodles. Yes, we do. The 10-gram protein noodles are officially on the East Coast after debuting at Seafood Expo North America in Boston last month. We talked about that in length in our post-Boston Seafood Show podcast, but for those that didn't listen, which, I mean, that's probably zero, yeah, uh, the 10-gram protein noodles are high-protein, low-carb, gluten-free noodles that are made from wild Alaska pollock. In addition to having a whopping 10 grams of protein, uh, which is double the amount found in the 85-gram serving of regular spaghetti pasta, the protein noodles are also all natural and contain 70 milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids. They were already in Costco stores on the West Coast, but now Costco members can find the protein noodles at stores in Arlington, Leesburg, and Chesterfield, Virginia, as well as Washington, D.C., Elk Ridge, Maryland, Milford and Enfield, Connecticut, Portchester, New York, and Plainfield and Flemington, New Jersey. And we actually got some boxes of the protein noodles shipped to the office. Thank, Thank you, you, Trident. Trident. <laughs> so we've got a cooking demo and taste testing video coming out soon on uh, Seafood News YouTube channel. That's right. Keep an eye out. But it's not going to be for a while because our video <laughs> person's a little bogged down. We have because of our exec conference. Exec, yes. So expect it early May, late April. Yeah, only okay. a few weeks away. Yeah. Moving along to Alaska salmon, the Department of Fish and Game's salmon harvest forecast for the season is 213 million fish, some 95, uh, 97.5 million more than last year's landing of 116 million salmon. The forecast was released late last week, and the increase is mostly due to larger harvests of pink and chum salmon compared to 2018. Harvest levels include 112,000 Chinook salmon uh, outside of Southeast Alaska, 41.7 million sockeye, 4.6 million coho, 138 million pink, and 29 million chum salmon. Uh, Odd-year returns of pink salmon have traditionally been higher than even-year returns, and this year is no exception. What is different, though, is the high uncertainty attached to this pink forecast, which is almost 100 million more pinks than 2018. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game noted that, except for southeast Alaska, 
Pink salmon forecasts are generally based on average returns from previous brood years. The pink salmon run forecast for 2019 is partly an artifact uh, of this method. There is a great deal of uncertainty in predicting pink salmon returns. So compared to last year, there will be 8.9 million fewer sockeye or red salmon, 900,000 more coho salmon, and 8.7 million more chum salmon. If realized, the project commercial chum salmon harvest will be the largest on record for Alaska. Thanks, Lauren. And finally, Cheating Gourmet, the makers of frozen value-added seafood, announced this week that they are rebranding to Scott and John's. The new name is after Cheating Gourmet's co-founders and brothers, Scott and John Demers. In addition to the rebranding, the package uh, the packages will have a new look as well as a new line of pasta and noodle bowls. John Demers said in a press release that the rebranding is their way of connecting with their uh, customers, family to family. He added that they are deeply committed to producing quality products that support the needs of today's busy family, and that there's no better way to demonstrate that commitment than by having their names on every package. So seafood lovers can now find Scott and John's products in the frozen seafood section at retailers nationwide. Flavors of their shrimp rice bowls uh, include garlic butter, creamy parmesan, coconut, which sounds awesome, uh, jambalaya, shrimp risotto, sweet chipotle, and cilantro lime. Uh, Scott and John's shrimp noodle bowls are available in ramen and spicy ramen, and their shrimp pasta bowls come in shrimp alfredo and shrimp scampi. These sound delicious. I know. Yum. They sound really good. Um, and I, I'm always for that value added, like, pop in the microwave. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm not – you – we've talked about this before, too. Mm. You're good at cooking shrimp. I can't handle cooking shrimp. It, t- it takes two seconds to I know, cook. but it's, like, it's confusing Throw it on the grill, me. like, three minutes tops. That's yeah. it. No, shrimp is, like, the one thing that, like – I'm uh, having shrimp tonight. Oh, are you? What yeah. do you happen? Uh, shrimp tacos. Ooh. Yeah. That, all right. What time? What time should I come over? <laughs> Everybody, come on over. Well, that's about it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> We're recording this on a Monday. Usually record on a Friday, and I haven't had my caffeine yet. But uh, thanks for tuning in, and hopefully we'll see you back here next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>